0: Weirdo, Weirdo Bookworms, bookworms unite. unite! Do your reading tastes range from dystopian sci-fi to middle-grade fantasy?
1: Dark psychological thrillers to gory body horror? From YA paranormal swords and sorcery? Extraterrestrials? Murder? Mayhem! And beyond! Then we want to share our love of reading with you! Welcome home! Hey, John and Junkies, it's Sandra. And this is Scott. Welcome to 2022! That's right. And to celebrate 2022,
0: we're just going to look back at all of 2021. (laughs)
1: You know, nobody else does this. It's not the time of year when everybody's doing their best ofs. Um, <laughs> we do this every year. It's it's hard. Some years are harder than others. Most years are very difficult.
0: This year in particular.
1: I mean, we read on average about 28 books a year for the podcast. For the show, yeah. Yeah. not ca- So, I mean, that's, we're just thinking about those books. And... I- <laughs> They're so different. And it's sometimes you're like comparing an apple to an orange to a pear to a kumquat. And you're like, I like all this fruit.
0: And so we have decided we're going to do things a little bit the same and a little bit different this year. We
1: don't want to shock you too much because we know you've been with us for a long time. And, and you're you're used to a certain, <laughs> a certain process. And that is we usually pick a top we try to do like a top five-ish. I think in the past we have done a top 10, but we're, we did top five and then like an honorable mention or two. And we always pair it with a cocktail or a mocktail.
0: And this year will be no different except for the fact that it'll be completely different because in addition <laughs> to bringing drinks to the table we are also going to be handing out our own awards to each one of these books
1: yeah some little superlatives some little superlatives uh, for the for our favorite books so by the way you know what's really fun is um, we did a live stream for the Colt show on New Year's Eve yeah th- which was really fun in and of itself and we actually did a mocktail cocktail and i made a bloody mary and damn that Bloody Mary was good i mean i have to say it's spicy it's so spicy i mean it's like really spicy on purpose
0: i understand what what bloody marys are supposed to taste like
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it was a very good bloody mary yeah for what it's supposed to, i was supposed to taste like i apparently just do not like Bloody Mary.
1: Yeah, neither does Neil, one of my hosts, and Caleb, the other host, really, really likes them. But it was so funny because I was really enjoying it. And then, you know, some time went by and I'm like, damn, this is like a meal. (laughs) (laughs) I I am getting really full here. But it was still really fun to make. So, um, you know, if you want to skim through that live stream or watch the whole thing, God bless you, it's three hours long, it's a party. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to produce. It was a lot of fun to witness. Oh my God, we were hilarious. I laughed so hard. I was like in pain from laughing. It
0: was the show of the year.
1: It was, it was an extravaganza. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. I guess we should start with honorable mention and work our way down.
0: Um, I'm thinking maybe we'll do honorable mention before the number one, because, I, uh-huh. because our honorable mentions might be on the other person's list. No,
1: you're right. You're right. You're right. It's not the way I think of it like logically in my head, but I, I I think you're right. I think you're right.
0: And I think it's important to, to, to note that we both are bringing our top five, and we have gone to the effort of ordering it from five to one. We sure did. But I can say, at least for myself, it's, you know, ask me a week from now. My order might change. These are all excellent books.
1: Yeah, order is always a little bit tricky. Um, and also, it, so... It's really hard because we've loved so many books, and there's times you know when we review the book and we're like, "Oh man, this could be my book of the year, this could be my my top book pick. um what it comes down to for me, how I end up making this list is usually it's like a gut reaction, it's an intuitive reaction of a book I have been continually thinking about, yeah. And that doesn't mean it has to be, you know, the work of the most literary merit by any means.
0: But they're sticky.
1: They're sticky. And it, the stickiness can be because it makes you so happy or because you loved it so much or because you had so much fun. Like it doesn't have to be like the word, you know, because we're we're the genre junkies. We're celebrating genre here. And um, I just always like to make people know that. Like if my favorite was like, you know, something that a lot of people would shake their head at being a favorite book of the year, that's okay. It's okay for all of us to, you know, the sticky books stick with you and we're all different. They stick with us for different reasons, right?
0: It, it's interesting. You and I clearly approached this very much the same way this year. Yeah. Because th- because um, that is definitely how I came to most of mine. Yeah. Um, which I think will lead me into my number five. Hit it. And Hit it! <laughs> that is The Push by Ashley Audrain.
1: Oh, this is a book I've felt very comfortable recommending to people.
0: This, um, I, I don't want to, I, see, I can't say that I enjoyed it and I'm using air quotes because it's, it's, uh, it's rough. Like yeah. it's, um, it's very powerful. It really makes you think. And it is something that I think we read this like very early on in the year. It yeah, might've even it was been our first book. Good. It was the first book of the year. That really says something that mm. a year later I still think about it. I suggest it to people fairly regularly. Um it gives you a lot of the things that you that you want in that sort of like uh psychological thriller where you don't really know what's going on. You don't know if you can trust the you don't know if you can trust the narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you have uh creepy kids involved mm. in it as well. It's a fantastic book. It's incredibly well written. And um it has been living rent-free in my head for <laughs> I guess a year now.
1: Yeah. Um, I love that. And I, I, you know, when people tell me they like to read thrillers and so they're looking for something a little different, this is one that comes to mind for me, because it's a thriller, but it's not like every girl under the train window you've ever read.
0: Exactly. So uh first I'll talk about my drink. Um, As I said, this involves uh, creepy children, so I went with something a little childlike but a little poisonous at the same time, and that is uh, a straight-up Kool-Aid cocktail.
1: Ooh. You're gonna take some
0: Kool-Aid, you're gonna mix it with some Everclear, maybe throw um, you know, a little bit of extra sugar in there as well, just to hide that that uh <laughs> that poison flavor. And that's my drink of choice for the push.
1: What's your superlative?
0: So I am awarding this book the most likely to stick in your brain.
1: Ooh, and really stick stab yeah. in there.
0: This is this is the th- I mean, this is something that once you read it, you are going to think about it unbidden for a long time.
1: Mm, I like that. Good choice. Good choice. Great book. My number five pick is The Monkey King Journey to the West by uh, Wu Chen En, uh, translated by Julia Lavelle. Uh, This book, oh, this book, well... I'm going to go a little different order than you. So the drink that I picked is called the Cinderella. It's a beautiful golden orange color. It's got to be gold, just like the Monkey King is my beautiful golden boy. Um, You're going to use about two tablespoons of lemon juice, orange juice, and pineapple juice, some grenadine, and a quarter of a cup ginger ale or club soda. Uh, And then you can use a pineapple and an orange Slice slices for garnish, so really, really gold. Um, and that's exactly it's just gold, it's fresh. Uh, monkeys love fruit, (laughs) (laughs) like all of it. Just I don't know, it just felt like, yeah, that's totally Monkey King for me. And one reason, like, fresh comes to mind is because this story is very old, it was written in the 16th century. That is a very long time ago, but it feels fresh. It feels fun um, and it's exciting. Uh, He's like a a trickster type, the Monkey King. And I love tricksters. I love tricky characters. Um, He's ornery. He's clever. He's larger than life. And it, it's adventure, it's satire, it's spirituality, allegorical, all rolled into one. And I gave this the superlative of the light at the end of the tunnel because sometimes when things feel low and scary, and you know, you look around at our society in the midst of all this chaos and you're like, not even just our society, but our, our species. And you're like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And it's sometimes really nice to look back at the resiliency of the human species, and that we can create such beautiful art. And there's always bad times, and there's always scary things throughout history and our current day. And it's just nice that it's like, you can look back at this story that's given people so much hope and love from so long ago, and be like, well, it's giving us hope and love today, right?
0: I love that. And it really is amazing that, you know, art can live so much far past us and this is a huge example of something that has lasted for so very long
1: yeah it's huge thank you monkey king i love you so much monkey all
0: right so my number four and i am giving this the award for the feel good violence award (gasps) Razorblade Tears by S.A. Crosby. <gasps>
1: That's on my list.
0: It is on your list. Okay. Since this is on your list, I'm assuming it's higher than your number four.
1: Correct. I have a different book at number four.
0: Okay, so I'm going to throw in my drink now and we'll go we'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to your
1: Yeah, so we don't have to like re re I don't know, regurge all of it. So
0: uh my drink for Razorblade Tears, in fact I believe it is even featured in the book. But it's a boiler maker. Uh, now, a boilermaker is a shot of whiskey dropped into a pint of beer. Yes. It's 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 dirty. It it gets it done. It's actually very good. I, I actually like boilermakers. I see. Okay. Um, but that's my drink, and we'll talk a little bit more about it when it comes higher up on the list for you.
1: Okay. Well, my number four book is The Last House on Needless Street by Catriona Ward. Mm, Excellent book. Um, For this book, I wanted to pick something green, herbaceous, herby, earthy, because there's, you know, a, a, some significant parts of the book take place in the forest. Um, there's lots, and also like the beach, there's lots of talk of the earth, the gods, if you know, you know, and, and I wanted to have like, something that evokes that. And also the beautiful cover has a lot of green on it, too. So I just associate this book with green. So I chose the Basil Lime Smash Mocktail, 12 basil leaves, five green grapes, one ounce of lime juice, one ounce
0: salad so far,
1: (laughs) (laughs) one ounce of lime juice, one ounce simple syrup, sparkling water. You muddle the leaves, you muddle the grapes, you add your simple syrup shake on ice, strain into a glass and top with the sparkling water. And you can do a, a garnish of basil as well. And there's people make that alcoholic too, but this one is is not. Um, and I award this book most resilient. <laughs> this book is about surviving. It's about tackling trauma. And we all carry trauma, big T's and little T's, <laughs> as they call it. Um, we all carry it. And some people's makes you thankful for your trauma, (laughs) you know, that you're like, Oh, my God. Um, And then it's wrapped up in this beautiful horror thriller mystery package with the cat POV. And I cannot I cannot stress enough how much I loved the cat point of view in this book. I love cats so much. I absolutely adore cats with my whole heart and it's like, it was so wonderful to have a cat character that was funny and acerbic but... Felt so authentic and, and sympathetic.
0: Incredibly authentic. Uh, I mean, we we are cat people, as yeah. as you may know, with our producer, Stitches. She's right here. And oh, wow, there was so much of Stitches I saw in that cat.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's a really, really incredible book. And um, I'm so happy to see people all over social media. A lot of our friends uh, reading this book, too. And of course, you know, like we stressed in our episode everybody's stressing all over the internet, read the afterword. I mean, I'm a big fan of reading a book basically cover to cover. I really do. I read the little publisher parts. I read everything because if it was important enough to put in the book, I think it's important enough to read it. But especially a foreword, a dedication, an afterword, I mean, and it can help you look at the book with a, with a whole different appreciation and attitude. So yeah, most resilient. Gotta give it to Last House on Needless Street. So let's go back to Razorblade Tears. Should we do that and then do your number three? Sure. Yeah. Um, Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby. Um, my drink. <laughs> uh, well, okay, Let's. this is tied together. Most heart-wrenching. Is my superlative Mm. my award. And I picked um a Shirley Temple, which is one of my favorite drinks. Um it's red because there will be blood and it's sweet for sweet, sweet revenge. Um, <laughs> one tablespoon of simple syrup, one tablespoon cherry syrup from the maraschino cherry jar, uh, 1.5 ounces lemon-lime soda, a splash of sparkling ice cherry limeade beverage this recipe called for, which I thought was yummy. And I'm going to say at least three maraschino cherries. The more, the better. That
0: that actually seems a little bit low.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you at least three. The recipe called for like two or three, and I'm like, no, at least three because again, when I think of this book, I think of heart wrenching. Just it takes your takes your heart, and it just it it sque- it squeezes it, and it squeezes it so hard. And so I love the idea of the red and the cherries. You know, this book is beautiful to me. It tore it tore at my heart, and in, in the best way, and. You know, I kind of talked about this when we reviewed it. And I know, I know somewhere, someone out there, this book changed their heart. I know it did. And it made them think a little bit more compassionately. Um, And our loved one's pain makes us feel so deeply. You know, that's why in America, you can't be on the jury (laughs) if it's your family member, right? And, you know, there's just times when... We all love that good revenge story of someone you know doing something for their loved one that goes against laws and goes against morality um and and just put in such a a poignant modern package as this book it, absolutely amazing
0: i could I can say it better myself
1: <laughs> oh go ahead what do you have to so you picked the Blaimer maker because it's gritty,
0: yeah, so what I find so wonderful about this book is, is you know, I, I do like revenge films and revenge books, yes, yes. but this one more than others really um, hones in on the idea of what they're doing is not good mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not okay and it's not good for their souls, but at the same time, you are rooting for them. You want them to succeed. You, you want what's happening and it, and it walks a great balance of writing not good people mm-hmm. that you still love.
1: Yeah, and and as one grows and develops as an adult, um, you really see how complicated everybody is around you and your own family and your found family and your friends and your coworkers and everybody. Everybody is so complicated and has so much to them that makes them who they are Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean so i think we've always loved you and i complicated characters in books characters that aren't always easy to love so this is no surprise (laughs)
0: I want to read that one again, actually. That was really I could
1: good read one. it right now. Yeah. Sounds, deli- sounds delicious. And I want to drink my <laughs> my drink while I do. <laughs> what was your number three?
0: All right. So number three, I think, may be on your list as well. Uh, this one I am awarding with the Most Worth Avoiding Spoilers Ooh. Award. Okay. And that is Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir.
1: That's your number three book.
0: It's my number three. I had oh, a lot of trouble. Struggled. I had so much trouble with the top three. And this is what I mean where uh, it was in my it was my number one for a little bit. Yes. And but but ultimately the ones above it, I'm happy with where I put them. So Project Hail Mary. One of a science fiction book that made me more happy than any science fiction book, I shouldn't say that. A science fiction book, a hard science fiction book that made me happy like very few, like, like, like made me happy like fantasy novels normally do. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, there's some, I don't, you know, I don't love the soft versus hard science fiction Bit. thing, but, but like, um, dumb argument, you know, uh, <laughs> The closed common orbit book, yeah, Becky Chambers books. Becky Chambers books are a little bit softer that make me super happy. But like the hard ones, the really sciencey ones, uh, are usually like, oh, like I get, I get a lot of joy from the science. But this one gave me joy in the heart, Mm. and there is stuff. And I cannot emphasize this enough. One, you should read this book, no matter what kind of genre you're normally into. Yes. And two, avoid all spoilers.
1: Go in as blind as possible. Go
0: in super blind. This book surprised me. It delighted me. Part of part of my delight came from the surprise. And I just, I, I love, love, love Andy Weir so much. And I love this book the most. And finally, uh, the drink for Project Hail Mary. This is a trick that I learned uh, that I learned a while ago, and that is if you mix two parts of blue curacao with one part black raspberry liqueur, you get a black cocktail. Mm-hmm. And so I'm calling this astrophage. And it is it is that mix to make it black. And then uh two parts gin because to me gin tastes like rocket fuel.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: tastes like gasoline. So uh put those together and you've got astrophage.
1: Put them together, you get astrophage. Um I well obviously I loved this book too. I loved a lot of books. And just be again, just because a book is not on our list does not mean we didn't love it. This was um a really difficult year for us. Oh even. yeah. I technically have I'm just I'm just gonna say it, Project Hail Mary is my honorable mention. Okay. Um, because I, I adore it and we did gift it to people for Christmas and like our friend Caleb, co host and friend Caleb, has read it. Um My dad's reading it now, and it makes me so excited. It makes me so excited, this book, and people loving this book and talking about it. And you know, the way that it goes on this journey, you're not anticipating. I feel like some people are going to be so down for that ride. And other people are going to be like, no, no, this isn't what I was expecting. And, And, and it took too many left turns. And you know, you can like hear it. And but I'm like, go for the ride. Have fun. Life is about the journey. This book's about the journey. Like it's the ride. It's the ride. Um, and it's just absolutely beautiful book and it, it makes me happy. You and I make reference to that book a lot.
0: Yeah, a lot, a lot.
1: Yeah. So
0: uh, I am getting the feeling that our number two and number one, they may not be in the same position, but they may be the same books.
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay. I I would like to, since, since you already stated your honorable mention, yes. I'm going to say, because we already talked about it, my honorable mention was The Monkey King.
1: Oh! kidding yeah I I think (laughs) Sun Wukhan yay I I,
0: you know it means a lot to me to read something that beloved yes and that old you know Mm -hmm. it's it would be like It would be like, you know, go 500 years in the future and someone brings the Lord of the Rings to the table and everyone talks about it. But if you've never read it, you've never heard of it. To be able to read that, see what it has inspired in a culture, see what it has, what, you know, the kind of the kind of love that people have for it. It's that kind of feeling to me. Right. And and
1: it's it holds up today. Absolutely. I mean, Good and happy and fun and exciting stories and important stories hold up. Um, and there's so much going on in Monkey King, like we talked about. It's it's adventure and also satire and spirituality and allegory. And, and um, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. I'm so glad you loved it.
0: Okay. I think we should do your number two first.
1: Okay. This is so exciting. It's so, I love this. It's so fun. And as you guys have probably noticed, mine are all non-alcoholic and Scott's chosen alcohol for his, but I feel like, you know, there's so many ways you can do with a cocktail mocktail and, and, you know, substitute things or just omit them completely or add an alcohol in. It's kind of fun, huh? Yeah. Um, okay. My number two book, another gifted book this year. The award for most badass book goes to The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix. Yay! Okay, so most badass book. I found this drink called the Black Widow Martini, non-alcoholic. It's a take on a dirty martini, so you could easily make this with alcohol. Um, The person on the website... (laughs) <laughs> i didn't write down their name sorry girl my bad i uh, called it grown up earthy and salty and i was like yeah yeah i'm feeling that for my my support group uh two ounce black olive brine two ounces beet juice one ounce fresh lemon juice which has got to be fresh two drops black food coloring one ice cube and a black olive toothpick garnish you shake it up dirty martini style right that
0: sounds delicious
1: yeah so these ladies are salty (laughs) they are salty. (laughs) they are survivors um they have stared into the abyss they have stared into darkness and evil in the face and and made it out the other side um so besides being like funny and really fun. This Easter egg hunt for horror nerds. But it's also just a love Letter to women who survive, and you know, in in the words of um, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, females are strong as hell, <laughs> and it made me so happy on just so many levels reading this book, and I will absolutely be reading it again. Um, I loved all the homages, all the love letters to horror, but mostly I really loved how um, these women were complicated complex complex badasses so here for it
0: I loved that book so much one of the things that I really like about it too is is it really explores the idea of you can take a group of people who all share something in common that brings them together and yet they're so different and they don't necessarily want the same things right. or need the same things but ultimately it is such a great story of it, it, it's it's um It's a great example of trauma. Yes. And both, you know, living with trauma and overcoming it at the same time.
1: Yeah. That was clearly, I mean, I picked two, I picked a few books that don't want trauma. Razorblade Tears, House on uh, Needless Street, this book. Trauma is kind of a thing. It's a thing. And I think it's interesting that there was books... Those all came out this year that are like, let's tackle trauma and let's face it. And let's talk about surviving, too. And let's talk about the ugly parts. Yeah. And also, um, you could make that same drink with green olive, too. You could do that. Mm. If you don't want the black olive. I like black olives. <laughs> so that was my number two book. All right.
0: I feel like my number two is your number one. I think it is. So I'm concerned.
1: Concerned Should
0: I I give you my number one so that your number one is...
1: You don't want to steal my thunder. I don't
0: want to steal your thunder.
1: I know what your number two book is. Can I guess?
0: Yeah, go ahead and guess.
1: Your number two book is my number one book, and it's The House in the Cerulean Sea. 100%.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Go ahead and talk about your number one then. So we just popped the cork on it. That's my number one. So I know your number one book then. Can I guess it too? <laughs> I think you'll be right. Go for it. N.K. Jemisin. Yep. Yep. Take yep. it away. Yep.
0: Okay. My number one, and it was it was a very close race between those two books, is the Broken Earth Trilogy by N.K. Jemisin. Love it. I haven't felt this way from a fantasy series, uh, frankly, since the Three Dark Crowns series. Ah. And in some respects, um, this hits me in a way that's, even more powerful i love this trilogy so much um it's frightening it's fascinating and fun Mm -hmm. it is a post-apocalyptic world that i would never want to live in and yet almost hope comes true right uh and I love, I, and I love that it features people of color across the board. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love the characters. I love, I mean, it really means a lot to me. And I don't, and it just, it's everything. <laughs> uh, the award that I would give this is everything you would want in genre fiction.
1: Ooh. It has
0: horror, it has fantasy, it has romance, it has a little twist of what uh, kind of what you'd look for in science fiction. It has adventure, it has sorrow. It's just everything.
1: Speculate, speculative.
0: And it's in, in and it's inclusive. Yeah. Which I think is which I think is one of the things that makes me even happier with it. Mm-hmm. Um and we already talked about Cerulean C, which we will also very inclusive, but um I don't know. Broken Earth just
1: What's your drink for the broken earth?
0: So, okay. In the world of the broken earth, you have to be able to leave it at a moment's notice and you gotta the water might not be good to drink, <laughs> so I am going with the classic liquid bread bock beer, Eww. probably a triple bock. This sounds gross. It is uh, was originally made by monks who could not eat solid foods during a fast, but they could drink liquids, and to help the hunger pains, they invented beer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that
1: is my drink for the just beer. like like straight up like homemade beer. Monk made beer.
0: I mean, I there's actually another drink that I discovered when researching for this episode that I thought was kind of fun. Hmm. And um, this was a drink that was invented by the Toulouse-Lautrec.
1: I love toulouse
0: And it's called the Tremblement de Terre. I think that that's how you pronounce it. I yes. Uh, and the shaking of the earth, the earthquake. Yes, um, it is two parts cognac and a splash of absinthe. Ooh, wow. Interesting drink. Uh, it is called the earthquake, and I found that fascinating.
1: I feel nauseous just thinking about that drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, there's a lot of drinks I had in mind for this. A Mai Tai would be great because there's islands. Yeah, then there's, but then there's other things that make me think of snow. I mean. It's such a culturally diverse book.
1: Geographically diverse <laughs>
0: exactly. Geo- it's so so geographically diverse that I could think of a million different drinks. But yeah. I settled on for
1: myself uh a book. Um I am sad, of course, that this book, you know, it just didn't it just didn't quite make my favorites list this year. Doesn't mean I didn't love it. Obviously I loved it. Um we reviewed all three books <laughs> with Caleb. Um, and we all poured out our hearts about how much we loved this book series. Um, it's huge. It's important. I, I absolutely loved our leading lady in this book. She was incredible. Um, I love my stone people, my stone people, what it's all about for me in this series. Um, creepy statue people. I, it it has such a huge scope. This book is series is huge it's dense it's dense but in like a really good way like there's so many ingredients that make up this book um it's i mean it surpasses genre though i like to think of this book as a sci-fi fantasy myself but um Yeah. yeah it's just it's loaded it's locked and loaded
0: and i'm going to cheat and i'm gonna i'm actually going to hand this one more award from oh, myself. you
1: do whatever you want, and, really.
0: Well, and it is the best audiobook award.
1: Oh, yes, you loved that. The
0: audiobook, like i like audiobooks. Some are good, some are great. This one is outstanding. Out it's it is one of the best audiobooks i've ever listened to, but certainly is getting the best audiobook of the year award huh. from me.
1: Um well, my number one is your second place book, "The House in the Cerulean Sea" by T.J. Um, I think T.J. Clune can probably retire off of how many copies of this book we bought. Um, <laughs> it's not. It, we Sandra's gifted not. We kidding. gifted oh, like our entire family this book. Everybody got. Everybody got. I took a picture of the pile <laughs> when it arrived of the books. Um, the biggest hug for your soul is what I called this. What was your award? The good feelings award yeah um and my drink that i picked is a drink that i love which is a blue hawaiian um you take 16 ounces of blueberry hawaiian punch two-thirds cup pineapple juice two-thirds cup lemon lime soda and you garnish it with plenty of pineapple and cherry decoration it's pretty and it's dreamy looking just like this book. It is just, this book is dreamy and it is kind of a cerulean blue. Yeah. um, And it's just, I love bright blue and red together. It makes me smile. I feel like it's a really charming combination. And this book, is charming. This like you cannot help but smile. smile. We're smiling. It's just We're so smiling. much smiles. Um we gave it to everyone for Xmas. It, it brings joy and I just hope it brings joy to everybody we gifted it to and I hope that they read it and reread it and share it with friends and family and and spread the love of this book. It's um it's about compassion and celebrating diversity and the notion of found family. Family is people who care about each other, which is way stronger than blood will ever be. Um, and, uh, and it tackles heavy stuff, but it never makes you feel bad. Yeah. It, you know, And it's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful, dreamy, dreamy book. The world would be a better place if everybody read it.
0: (laughs) I went with, uh, for my drink, a hot toddy. Oh. Because because for me, this this book is medicinal. Yes. It is absolutely what you need when you need a pick-me-up. Yeah. It does handle very serious issues. But it does so in a way that never betrays you as a reader. Right. It handles it. And then makes you smile,
1: and I feel like this book is for people that like any type of f- fiction, and also for people that um <laughs> like any type of fiction, any type of genre, and also at most ages like could read this. Oh, book. Oh, for sure,
0: and I, I I'm not going to put any judgment. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not going to put this on anyone, but I also feel like those serious things that it covers. Um. If you have if you have um if you have triggers to some of these things, mm-hmm. I actually think that it's it's something you should read because it might soothe you a little bit more right. than trigger you. And that's 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 just my favorite thing. And it is it for me it was hard to not give this number one because in some respects it truly is. It is yeah. just it's just a smile. It's a hug. Yeah.
1: It's a big blanket well 2021 was a heck of a reading year um over on the cult show i actually named off all the horror books that i read this year that i really really liked so that was kind of fun trying to you know kind of find a way to do it a little differently before this episode came out just so many books so many wonderful books and that's the great thing about life is there's always more books. <laughs> there's always more books. If nothing else gets you through today, let that get you through today. That at least you live in a world where there's books.
0: And there will always will be books.
1: Yeah. I mean, we watched enough Twilight Zone on New Year's Day <laughs> to, <laughs> to know people are going to try to take the books. And we can't let them take the books. <laughs> All right, everybody. Obsolete. 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 Thank you, Scott.
0: Thank you, Sandra. I hope
1: you all had a good reading year and you're looking forward to many, many evenings spent reading past your bedtime.